Buck's going to get a good fast song to get us going this morning. <laughs> Either that or a funeral song, we can go ahead and bury it. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> sing this morning, I'm going to, I want to say something. I asked Brother Lipper if I could. Um, I know today probably does not mean a whole lot to y'all as far as the date, but to me it means everything. Um, a year ago today, probably about this time, I was in the emergency room. It's the day I had the heart attack. And uh, no need to go into all those details, but the Lord was in that that morning from the time it happened until it was over. Um, I remember looking out the back door of that ambulance. I even called some of you because I, I knew I needed people to pray. And uh, I remember going by the church here. It's kind of like seeing your life in reverse because it's not you're not seeing where you're going. You're seeing where you're coming from. And I remember looking at that sign and I thought, Oh, Lord, I hope my name's not on there in the next few days. And I... I, I didn't really realize the gravity of the situation, I don't think, because I was still alert. But I heard that nurse tell that young man that was riding back there with me in that ambulance, she said, y'all need to get him here. She said, he's not going to make it. And I, I looked at that young man and I said, did I just hear? I said, I don't think I should have heard that. I said, that's kind of tacky in my opinion. He said, well, sir, you may not. He said, you're having a massive heart attack. He said, you, you may not make it to the hospital. And I thought, oh, my Lord, this must be, this could be it. But, you know, when I got there and they took me through them doors, the first two faces that I saw was Shelly and Donna. And they took me straight on back there. And uh, I know there was a lot of you there. And I know that's why that I'm still here is because of God and y'all's prayers. And... Uh, I remember waking up in the in the ICU and that the doctor came in there and he said, you know, he said, there is a tremendous amount of people out there that want to see you. And I said, yes, most of them is my church family. I said, that's why I'm sitting here or laying here talking to you. I said, they were praying and, and a church was praying and God saw fit to save me and keep me here. But... I'm going to tell y'all, we've been through a crazy year. That started it out for me. The virus hit right after that. And I've had that. And, you know, it's been it's been a crazy year. But you know what? I'm still standing. And I, I know it's only because of God. I've had a lot of things happen to me in my life. And sometimes I wonder, what is God trying to tell me? But I think he's just proven to me that he's in control. And... And I know that, that he's with me every day, and I thank him for saving my life once again. And, and 
I, I love my church family. I saw a lot of you that day. It was like a steady stream. I can't remember who all came exactly, but I know there was a lot of you, and I appreciate it. I love the Lord this morning. Without Him, we're nothing. Whisper 
rejoicing that will be when we Charles, Samuel, and Angela in church with us this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pam Willis, we're glad you in church with us this morning. Glory, glory. We're glad everyone is here because I feel like something good's about to happen. Yes, sir. You know when Brother Buck was testifying what come to my mind? I believe in the prayers of the First Pentecostal Church. Glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We want to pray for Brother Richard Quillen and Clyde Hicks. Remember, pray for Pat, Sister Bergeron, Sister Nunn, Sister Kathy Ashcraft, B. Westbrook, Sister Dorothy Robbins, and all that are sick, not able to be here. 
But let's invite God to have his way in this service this morning. Let's love him, church. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Lord, your word is true. Grace is sufficient. Every need is here, God. You know the Every need, God. God, you see the situation. Ask you, God, that the men bring the word of fear anointing, Lord. God, help us to receive the eyes of the Lord. God, fill someone with the Holy Ghost in this place. Pray for Brother Luther. He brings the word, Lord. Hallelujah. Help us. Have your way. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Hallelujah. You may be seated. Brothers, bring the offering. Fans will receive the offering. We're going to have some more good church. Glory. Praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't we all give the Lord a hand clap of praise today? Amen. Hallelujah. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Praise God. So thankful for God's goodness, His mercy, and His blessings allowing us to come together to worship to praise and to glorify His great name. You can be seated for a moment. It is good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord today. Thank God for a beautiful, sunshiny day. And um, I tell you what, it's been unusually cold around here for the last week or so. And uh, But thank God for the sunshine. 
Amen. It's good to see everyone that is here. Brother Cooper has mentioned, good to see Miss Willis here in church today. Our prayers have been with this family and uh, ask the Lord for his help and strength to them. Good to see Brother Gage here today. Glad he's in the house of the Lord. Good to see Charles, Samuel, and Angela here today. And uh, Brother John's sister here. Glad that she's in the house of the Lord and everyone else that is here. Glad that each and every one of you are here in God's house today. I come expecting God to do something good in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. We are <clears throat> saddened by the passing of Brother Seal, uh, Brother Malcolm Seal, and uh, pastored there in Jasper. Uh, his services will be Monday from 4 to 8, visitation, and then the funeral service will be Tuesday at 11 o'clock there at the church in Jasper. So let's pray for that family, pray for that church family, ask the Lord to help them, strengthen them through this troubled time. And I want to remind you, we, uh, Brother Parks uh, will be here with us uh, Sunday morning and Sunday night, this coming Sunday morning and Sunday night, and uh, looking forward to him being here with us. And uh, some of the young people might know him. Um, he's a younger man and uh, preached our junior youth camp, not this past year, but in 19. And uh, so he'll be here with us next Sunday. Looking forward to that. Then don't forget, we're having a singing uh, with the Atkins family, the 27th. That's on a Wednesday night. Be inviting people to come be with us on that Wednesday night. And we're going to have a great time of of singing and and uh, fun and worship in the house of the Lord. So remember that. That's the 27th. And then we have a very special treat, February the 7th. And uh, Brother Johnny Godair will be here with us on that Sunday morning and Sunday night. You certainly, you don't want to miss any of these, but you certainly don't want to miss that. A um, wonderful man of God and looking forward uh, to him being here with us. And uh, we're going to have a great time in the Lord. We want to remember to pray for those who are sick and unable to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, we want to do our best to um, to uh, stay free from the virus as much as possible. And uh, so be careful on your fellowshipping one another at the end of service. And um, if you're sick, if you're sickly, if you think you might be sick or feeling a little sick, uh, this is this is uh, something you don't hear from the pastor very often, but stay home and get to feeling better before you come back. There's some things we don't want to share, and uh, that's one thing and and uh, that we don't want to share. So let's pray for those who are battling that. My uh, first cousin, Brother Robert Blakely in Arkansas, is very sick today in intensive care from this. He did get better, had a better day Friday. And then uh, not so good yesterday. So let's pray that God would give him a miracle in his body. And I know all of us have been affected by this in different ways. And we pray for everyone that is sick, that God would heal them and uh, stop the plague. Move it on on out of here. But I tell you what, in the meantime, I'm just going to keep serving God and living for God. Being happy in God because some things we can't control. 
but we can come to the house of God to worship, to praise, and to glorify Him. So that's certainly what we want to do today. And we want to, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this, but pray for Brother Hicks. He had some heart trouble and they put in some stents yesterday. And uh, let's pray for him that the Lord would uh, heal him up very quickly. And uh, thank God that he did not have a heart attack, he said. And uh, they were able to fix it with stents. So God is still good. He's still on the throne. Why don't we all stand right now? Normally, normally we would uh, shake hands with you and let you know how glad that we are that you're in the house of the Lord. But why don't you look across the aisle, speak to someone (laughs) at a safe distance, let them know that we're glad they're in the house of the Lord. Why don't you just point at them and say, I'm glad you're here. Amen. Glad that everyone's in the house of the Lord today. If you have your Bibles, turn to Ecclesiastes chapter number 9. Ecclesiastes chapter number 9. I'm going to try to give to you what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart for this service this morning in prayer. And uh, I just felt uh, this direction And uh, I want to do my best to obey the Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter number 9. And uh, I'm going to read a couple of passages of Scripture here. I will read uh, number 11 and also number 12. The Bible says in 9 and 12 of Ecclesiastes, I return, or, or excuse me, 9 and 11, I return and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to man of understanding, men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. Everybody say time and chance. Verse number 12, for man knoweth not his time as the fishes that are taken in an evil net and as the birds that are caught in the snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time when it falls suddenly upon them. The Bible says, for man knoweth not his time. But then it says, time and chance happeneth to them all. Amen. How many is thankful for time? How many is thankful for time? How many is thankful for a chance today? Amen. Let's give God praise and glory in the house of the Lord. God, we love you today. We thank you, God, for the opportunity that you've given us to come together to worship, to praise, to magnify, and to lift up your great name. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint me to preach your word like you would have me to. Anoint the ears, the hearts, the spirits of your people, every individual in this house this morning, to hear your word, to receive your word. 
God, that we would apply Your Word to our life and we would respond to Your Word. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Now let's lift up our voices. Let's clap our hands. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph today. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice unto the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated for the next hour and a half. Time and chance. There is no way that we could place a value on Father Time. I love to have plenty of time. I don't like to be running short on time. And I think some people love to run short on time because they're late for everything in life. I'm not one that that likes to be late. When I am late, it's um, something has happened that, that causes me to be that way that doesn't happen always. But time is something that is so precious. But then, on the other hand, chance. Chance. Everybody say chance. Chance is something that we all need in life. Everybody needs a chance. Look at your neighbor and say, you need a chance. How many is thankful for God giving us a chance in life? How many, how many is thankful, how many is thankful for your boss giving you a chance in life? Well, jobs are are pretty scarce right now. You might be a little ought to be a little more thankful for that, but thankful that that they gave us a chance to prove ourselves. And um, I can remember when I first moved to Texas, I I went uh, the very next day and and uh, started looking for a job, and I I was I was blessed at the first place that I went to. They hired me. And uh, they hired me for minimum wage, and which minimum wage I don't I ain't for sure what it is now, and I certainly don't want to find out. <laughs> but <laughs> neither do you. <laughs> and uh, so, um, man, I, I I got a job, and I I showed up the next day, and I I went to work, and uh, I was thankful for a chance to be able to work. And uh, when I got in that evening, uh, I went in, and the boss called me in his office. He said, come here, son, I need to talk to you. And I said, oh, Lord, what did I do? He said, son, that's what he called all of us was son, and uh, Mr. Porter there at Porter's Carpet in Beaumont. And uh, he said, son, he said, the young man that you was working with today, and I was thinking, oh, God, what did I do? He said, he come in here and told me that you're really a good worker and you knew what you was doing. I said, wow. I said, that's good. He said, so I'm going to give you a raise before you get your first check. And I said, well, thank God. Thank God for a chance. If it was not for a chance in life, all of us would be in serious trouble. But then there is things that, that all of us must do. You have to take Advantage of opportunity. Taking advantage of our opportunity. 
How many has ever heard the, the saying of being like an ostrich that sticks your head in the sand? How many has ever played that part? Stick your head in the sand. There's been lots of times I've wanted to stick my head in the sand. A few times I did stick my head in the sand. And kind of like the, what was it, uh, see no evil, the little monkeys, see no evil, hear no evil, and whatever, the speak no evil. That's what it is. And uh, But an ostrich with his head, a wise man said this, an ostrich with his head in the sand is just as blind to opportunity as he is to disaster. So when we stick our head in the, the sand of life, trying to get away from all that we're going through and what we are facing, we are blind to that, but we're also blind to the opportunity that would come knocking while we have our head in the sand. One proverb says this is that four things come not back. A sped arrow, the spoken word, time passed, and the neglected opportunity. Another man says this that life's great opportunities often happen on the road of daily duties. Nothing great, it's just a daily walk that opportunity presents itself. There is, there is no going back for a lost opportunity. You know why? Someone else has already gotten it. To recognize opportunity is the difference between success and failure. And this is what I want to preach about for the next few moments today is even when opportunity knocks, a man must get off of his seat to open the door. Now, to make all of you women feel better, men and women. So when you amen me this morning, say a woman too. That way. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Crazy world we're living in. But <clears throat> so even when opportunity knocks, we have got to get up off of our seat of do nothing. And go get it. And open the door for opportunity. You know, there's a lot of people that don't like rich folks. You know anybody that don't like rich folks? You might be one of those people that don't like rich folks. I don't, I don't know what it feels like to be rich. I know what it feels like to be blessed, and I thank God for that. But I tell you what, I like rich folks. It helps me to see that there is a better way. That's the American dream that gives us the opportunity, the opportunity, the opportunity, the opportunity to succeed. 
Some people refuse to excel in life. And some people excel on the thing we call life. I was reading about some successful people, and um, as we know them today as being very successful, a movie star called Harrison Ford, been very successful for years, uh, very wealthy to say the least, said in the 1960s he dabbled a little bit in acting and never got his break. Never was very successful, tried and really did not succeed. And somewhere in the early 1960s he, he decided to go to work as a carpenter. Now most people don't see that side of his life, like most people don't see the downside of some rich folks like. But in the 1960s, he went to work as a carpenter. The opportunity presented itself, and by that work, it connected him to the who's who in Hollywood. He went on to work as a woodworker. That's where he met people in Hollywood that promoted him and propelled him to be the star as he is today. He took a chance. He had an opportunity. No, it was not exactly what he wanted to do in life. But by taking that opportunity, what would have happened if he had never went to work as a carpenter? Amen. Sometimes we look at, we look at things like, oh, I don't want to do that. That's not what I want to do in life. But sometimes a job at McDonald's is a starting place. Don't criticize a person working at McDonald's. One day they might be your boss. I thought it very interesting. Uh, Brother Nathaniel and myself was in Chick-fil-A one day eating. And um, he seen a young man that he went to school with. And he said, man, he said, I can't believe that guy's working at Chick-fil-A. He's an, or either, I guess, he's, he was very smart in school. He excelled in school, went to college, and I think he's an engineer or was going to engineer school. And uh, he said, I can't, I can't believe that he is working at Chick-fil-A. And so he got to talking to him and he said, I guess the subject come up, well, why are you working at Chick-fil-A? He said, well, he said, my intentions is to one day own a Chick-fil-A. He said, and the only way I can be an owner is I've got to work my way up. A chance, time and chance happened to them all. Now, some people are too high and mighty to do that, but... Everybody wants to be on the top of the ladder, but nobody wants to start at the bottom of the ladder. But to get to the top of the ladder, every ladder that I've ever climbed in life, I started out on the bottom. You had to be very special to start out on the top of the ladder. But when you get to the top, there's not but one way to go from there. So time and chance happened to them all. I was reading a story of 
Barbara, uh, I'm not sure if they pronounce it Corcoran or Cochran or how they pronounce it, but she was the founder of Cochran Group uh, Real Estate Agency in Manhattan. In 1973, her boyfriend gave her $1,000 to start a real estate business. Uh, a few short years later, and that, that made him 51% owner of the business. A few short late years later, um, he fell in love with the secretary of the business and left her, moved on in life, and in doing so, he forfeited his right to the Cochrane Group Real Estate Agency. She was doing an interview and she said in 2001, she sold that company for $71 million. He should have stayed at home. But she had to start somewhere. She had a time. She had a time presented itself to her and opportunity knocked at her door, but she had to open the door. The deal is sometimes we don't we don't know what opportunity really looks like because it's disguised sometimes. And um, we don't know how that we we just we have to pray and find direction for that opportunity, because everything that looks like opportunity, it's like the saying says, everything that glitters is not always gold. And everything that looks like water sometimes is a mirage. And so we have to be very careful to understand and know when opportunity knocks. The saying is that opportunity only knocks once in a lifetime. And if you don't open the door, it goes down the street. There is a lot of truth to that, I guess. But but I'm thankful that God is one who gives time and chance to every man equally. That when God gives us the opportunity, He does not look at who we are or what we are, or where we've been, or what we've done, or what we have accomplished in life, but He gives us opportunity because God loves mankind. My mind goes to a man in the Word of God that was headed down. He had, he had left Jerusalem and he was headed to Jericho. The Bible said that he fell among thieves. They beat him. They left him on the side of the road for dead. And by chance, there came down a certain priest that way. By chance, God placed... Now, now this is not where I'm going, but I want to I touch on this while I'm on this journey By chance, there came a certain priest. God 
picked out a certain priest and by chance gave him an opportunity to do good or to do bad. And when he saw him, he passed on the other side of the road. He had an opportunity to pick this man up out of the ditch, to bind his wounds, to carry him to a place to have shelter and help, and to find strength to recover from his injuries that had been placed upon his body. But he didn't take opportunity. So in not taking the opportunity and the chance that God give him, he is forever recorded in the written Word of God as a man that walked by and left somebody in the ditch that passed by on the other side of the road. That's the reason why we as the children of God should take time out of our busy schedule to help somebody along the way and the road of life. That's the reason why God has called us to be nice, to be courteous, to be friendly, to treat the waiter right, to treat the waitress right, to treat the attendant right, to treat everybody right because you don't know that God may be giving you an opportunity to do good or bad And what you choose to do determines the destination of that person that we come in contact with. Amen. Amen. That's the reason why we reach to the lowly in life. Not just, you don't overlook the good and the the classy and the ones that's wealthy to go get the ones out of the gutter, but... Neither do you pass the ones in the gutter to get the wealthy. You you reach out to everybody in the world because you don't know that God is working through you to give them a time and a chance to make their life right with God. To pull them out of the gutter. There was a lame man the Bible talks about in Acts chapter 3 and verse number 2. It says, and... A certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, and they laid him daily at a gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms for them from them that entered into the temple. The gate was made, history tells us, and what it records, that it was made of solid brass. It was a gate known as and called the gate beautiful. It was some 32 feet wide or 31 foot wide and 62 feet high. It was a beautiful place, but there was a man that was lame that could not walk. Probably multiple people that was sitting there asking for alms and asking for help. On an ordinary day, On an ordinary day, on an ordinary day, nothing different during the day. Nothing has changed. The sun come up just like normal. People started coming into the temple just like they did every day. This was not Peter and John's first time into the temple. 
Neither was it this man's first time to be laid at the gate called beautiful. Because the Bible says a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily. Every day he laid there. Multiple times Peter and John had passed by him. But time and chance. Everybody say time and chance. Time and chance happened that one day as he asked and said, Give me alms. Peter turned and looked and said, Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Time, chance, opportunity, not that day. And he took hold of the hand of the man of God. And he went leaping and praising God into a place that he had never been before. Just an ordinary day. Just a regular day. But something on that ordinary day was out of the ordinary altogether. Because today was going to be His day of opportunity and chance in life. Amen. Amen. What would have happened if He would have missed going to the gate called Beautiful that day? You say, oh, well, they'd have come by the next day. Well, what happened the day before when he was laying there? Time. What I'm trying to get a hold of you today is to tell you how precious time is and how valuable a chance is. A chance. We can all look back on life at that opportunities that produced and presented or presented themselves before us that we failed to take advantage of. Because we failed to take advantage of, we look back years down the road and scratch our head and say, Man, I wish I would have bought that. Man, I wished I would have did that. Man, I wished I would have, I would have got that. Man, I had an opportunity and now, look how much it's worth. Some of you that, that are older today could think back, can you imagine if you in 1955 would have bought a brand new Chevrolet car and just put it in a garage and kept it until now? What could you have bought it for? Maybe $2,000. Maybe cheaper. Maybe a little more. But somewhere in that ballpark. How much do you think a Chevrolet, or, or I'm sorry, 1957 Chevrolet would be worth today if it had never been driven? If it was sitting in a barn? If it was kept? If it did not have a scratch on it? That if everything about it was original, how much do you think it would possibly be worth today? But see, we didn't realize, you didn't realize the opportunity, the chance that presented itself until today. We, we still do the same thing. We don't realize 
We have no way of knowing the future. No way of understanding the future. I think about a preacher friend that had the opportunity to loan Sam Walton $10,000. But because Sam Walton had failed in previous business adventures, he was scared to loan him $10,000. Can you imagine today what $10,000 and the foundation of Walmart would be worth? Think about that. Chance, time, opportunity came knocking. Like one guy said, said he was standing there waiting on his ship to come in and he didn't know it was coming uh, on a plane at the airport. We all get confused about where opportunity is coming from and how it's going to knock and what it's going to look like. But that man lived his life thinking about what could have been if I would have took Mr. Walton up on the opportunity. What He's got kids now. The, the, the fortune has been divided. What is it? Into four parts. And all four of them is in the top ten. It may be even the top five of the most richest people in the world. What do you think $10,000 in the foundation would be worth today? But time and chance. See, we, we cannot know the future. But God gives us all opportunity. I think of a man that was laid on the Jericho Road. And he was blind. He could not see. But in Luke chapter 18, it tells us a story. And it came to pass. And it came to pass. That as he was come nigh unto Jericho, a certain man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. What is going on? What is taking place? What is all the noise about? What's all the commotion about? What's all of this going on? I, I can't see, but I can hear and I can, I can sense the crowd passing by. And they said, on this ordinary day, on an ordinary day, how many times had this man been sitting on the Jericho Road? But this one day, there was a very unordinary man that was going to pass by that way. That was going to offer a chance of a lifetime. And as he hears a multitude pass by, they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. And I can only imagine as that man began to think about who is this man called Jesus. Now, I've heard that name somewhere before. I've, I've heard it. I've heard it. Where did I hear that name before? And as he thinks, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. Oh yes, he's a, He's a preacher. He's a rabbi. He is, he is a prophet of God. What have I heard? I've, I've heard about him being able to take little and do much. I heard about him healing, uh, a, a, a lame man. I heard, I've heard about, and it's going through his mind, and he's wondering, 
What about, what about me? You know, if, if, if he did it for them, if he done it for them, what, a, what about me? You know, I'm blind. I need help. I need, I need to see. It would be so nice to see the sunrise. It would be so nice to see the sunset. It would, it would be so nice to see my family. It'd be so nice to see the things in life. What about me? But time and chance happen to them all. And as he hears a multitude pass, everybody say bye. They had gone by him. And he's thinking, oh my goodness, I don't know if he can heal blind, open the blind eyes or not. But if he can do all of that, maybe he can heal me from mine. Affliction. And somebody says, oh, don't worry. Don't trouble the Master. But the Bible said that he began to cry out and say, Jesus, Thou Son of David, have mercy on me. Yes, he had come to the place. Yes, he had walked by him. Yes, he had passed him by. But the Bible said that as they tried to quieten him down and say he doesn't have time for you, the Bible said that he cried out that much the more because he realized the day and the hour of his visitation. He realizes here is not just a chance. Here is not just an opportunity. Amen. But here is more than that. It is an opportunity and a chance of a lifetime because Jesus was never ever to pass by that way again. Amen. He was on His way to Jerusalem to be crucified one time, one opportunity, one chance. And this man begin to seize the opportunity and knock at the door of opportunity. And he says, if i got to scream, if i got to holler, if I've got to jump up and down, I'm going to pry open the door of opportunity. Amen. Amen. A chance of a lifetime. And as he cried out, For help, as he screamed for help, I can imagine that he was jumping up and down trying to get anybody's attention. And he got some of the people's attention that said, oh no, don't trouble the master. He don't have time. But he realized today is my day. I got up just like any other day. I come out here just like any other day. I was led along the side of the road just like any other day. But I can tell you right now, something is about to change in my life because I've got an opportunity. I've got a chance. I got a moment. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can I tell you today that all moments are not created equal. Amen. There are moments in your life that are life-changing moments. And I come to tell somebody today, oh, you might have stumbled on here unaware and unprepared to have a visitation from God. But God has come with a chance and with an opportunity. Amen. With a visitation 
Hallelujah. 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 Amen. On his way to Calvary, never to pass. But all of a sudden, in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the screaming, in the midst of hollering, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible said in verse number 48, Luke 18 and verse number 40, and Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he come near, he asked him, what do you need? What can I do for you? Amen. Those that was critical, those that told him to be quiet, those that told him that Jesus did not care about him, I come to tell you today that the devil is a liar. Amen. When he tells you that God doesn't have time, that God doesn't care, that God doesn't see, that God's not here to help you. Amen. God is here to give you an opportunity today. Amen. Amen. Jesus stood. And as they brought him to him, amen, one place said that he throwed off his beggar's coat. He left it on the side of the road where he once said, because he said, I'm not going to need that any longer. Why? Because I have an opportunity. I have a chance. I have a moment. I have time. Amen. I have a visitation from the Master. And when I get in His presence, I'll never be the same again. I come to tell you today it's time to take off the cloak of sin, shame and disgrace, and put on the robe of righteousness, hope and peace and strength and salvation from God. Amen. 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 Brought before Jesus. And he's standing there, no doubt nervous, no doubt not knowing what to expect. Amen. And he says, what can I do? The man said, Lord, I can't see. I'm a blind man. And I, I don't have any sight. And Jesus just spoke the word. Amen. And all of a sudden, something happens that had never happened before. I can only imagine as he would blink his eyes and shake his head. I've never experienced this before. I've never seen the light before. I've never seen a face before. I've never seen the world before. I come to tell you why. Because it was a moment that God had created. And God has created for you a moment today. Amen. Amen. A chance of a lifetime. A chance of a lifetime. An opportunity that is knocking on your heart's door today. Amen. If you are in this place this morning and you are, don't know God in the power of the Holy Ghost, let me tell you, you have an opportunity that may never pass your way again. That God is saying, I'm reaching, I'm calling, I'm moving, I'm trying, I'm trying to let you know that yes, I still love you. I don't care how far you went in sin. I don't care how far a 
away from God that you have found yourself. God has created a moment. God has created a moment. Hallelujah. 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 Let's reach out to God right now, church. Hallelujah. 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 I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time, but time, but time and chance, but time and chance, but time and chance. God has given us time. God has given us an opportunity. God has given us a chance. I ask you today, seize the moment. Seize the moment. Seize the moment that God has given you today. But the most devastating thing that can ever happen is in verse number 12 when he says, For man also knoweth not his time. For man also knoweth not his time. And I was thinking about that man. And I would think that that God is telling us that you don't know how much time in this world that you have left. We don't know when we will exit this world. Which is a scary thing. We want to make sure that we're right with God. But then I got to looking at the Word of God. And I look at Luke chapter 19. In verse number 41, Jesus is coming into Jerusalem. We know there's different recordings in the Word of God of things that He said. He said in one place, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem! How would I gather you together as a hen would gather her brood? And I would cover you and I would protect you. And I would help you. And I would be a mother unto you. I would be a protector and a provider. And he said, you killed the prophets. You killed the preachers that came and preached. But I want to read from Luke chapter 19 and verse number 41. He said, and when he had come near, he beheld the city and he wept. Over it, saying, if thou hadst known, even thou, at least in this day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. For the day shall come upon thee, that thine enemies shall cast 
a trench about thee, and compass thee round about, and keep thee in on every side, and shall lay thee even with the ground, flatten you out, and thy children within thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another. These are the most horrifying words in the prophecy of Jerusalem because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. Because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. Because thou knewest not the time. Here he is. God robed in flesh. God robed in flesh. And he's walking down that hillside and he weeps over that city, the city of David. And he said, you knew not the time of thy visitation. As we all stand in this place this morning, every head bowed, every eye closed, I feel like the Holy Ghost is wanting to touch someone in this house today. God's wanting to bring you to bring your hurt. God's wanting you to bring your pain. God's wanting you to bring your disappointment. God's wanting you to bring your shame. God's wanting to bring you to bring all of your troubles. Because today is your hour of visitation. That God has stopped by in Sealsby, Texas this morning. And He's knocking on your heart's door. And He's saying one more time, one more time. I just stopped by to say, hey, I've got an opportunity here. I've got help here. I've got hope here. I've got deliverance here. I've got salvation here. I've got mercy here. I've got peace. I've got healing. I've got strength. The question is to all of us here today, will you recognize the hour of your visitation. Will you be like the man at the gate, beautiful? Will you be like the man on the Jericho Road that says this is a moment, this is a chance, this is an opportunity of a lifetime? I don't know if Peter and John's going to be here tomorrow. I don't know if Jesus is ever going to walk by this way again. But I feel Him. I feel Him. I feel Him right now. And right now, I'm going to do something about it. Right now, I'm going to make a move toward God. Right now, I'm going to open the door and say, God, I hear Your Word. I hear Your voice. God, come into me. God, I want to experience Your glory. I want to experience Your power, Your peace, and Your strength. As every head bowed, every eye closed, let's lift our hands toward heaven. Let's lift our voices.
to God right now. In the name of Jesus, pray for the neighbor next to you. Amen. Pray for one another right now. God, help us in this house. I don't know about you, but I don't want to pass my moment. I don't want to pass my opportunity. I don't want to give up my chance. Oh, God. Oh, God, as I open these altars today, would you come and say, Here I am, God. I hear your voice. I receive your voice. I want to make good of the opportunity that You have given me, God. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am, God. I pray for Your mercy. I pray for Your help. I pray for Your strength. As a church prays, would You step out from where You're at? Let God take the hurt. Let God take the bitterness. Let God take the pain. Let God take the agony. Let God take the sins. Let God take the problems. Let God take the disappointments. Let God take the faults. Let God take the failures. Let God give you a moment. Let God give you a chance. Let God give you an opportunity today. Why don't you accept Him and say, Here I am, God. I hear your cry. I hear your voice. Oh God, I want to take heed and I want to accept the opportunity that you have given me this morning. If I could just get in your presence, if I could just feel at your throne, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't be like Jerusalem today. Don't be like Jerusalem today and miss the moment of your visitation. Don't be like the city today and miss the opportunity that God has placed before you right now. Hallelujah, come on church. Come on, church. Seize the moment. Seize the moment. Seize the moment today. Let God help you this morning. Let God touch you this morning. Let God work for you today. Let God move for you today. Hallelujah. 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 that you've given me, God. Thank you for the opportunity that you've given me, God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah in your presence.
Lord, why don't you sing it from your heart today? Oh, I want to get in your presence, God. I want to be in your presence, God. Wherever you're at, that's where I want to be, God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If I could just get in your presence. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and let's worship Him together today. God, we love You. We worship You. We praise You, God. Thank You, Lord, for what we've been able to feel in Your house today. Thank You, God, for Your touch. Thank You, Lord, for Your help. Thank You, Lord, for Your mercy and Your grace and Your long-suffering. Thank You, God, for the moments that You've given us in our lives, Lord. Come on, let's give Him praise together right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Remember church tonight. Remember prayer starts at 6.30. Be here early for prayer. Seeking the face of God. Be praying here in the auditorium. And then choir practice at 5.15. Lord bless you to all of our guests. We're so glad that each and every one of you are here. Invite you to come back and be with us again tonight. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.